Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real gon' recognize, real, real. Only gon' recognize, still, still. I reckon I will. Like we always do with this time. everybody to the KIRP radio show. I'm your host, Puzzy. You guys know what it is, man. 8.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and we are doing it live as usual. Nothing changes on this show except for the studio. We have new access. 
uh, New City, Greensboro, North Carolina, welcome, welcomes us. We welcome you guys. Shout out to everybody out here in Greensboro. Trying to work through some technical problems, folks, but we're going to work through it through the show. I've been working on it for the last two hours, and I just, I don't give up. The show must go on. I can't say I give up. I can't say it's over, but, you know, the show must go on. At any rate, beautiful show this evening, man. I got some partners in mind that's going to come on the show. And, uh, you know, we've had quite the interesting time so far together. You know, uh, everybody from KRP land, I'm sure, everybody from Kirk Radio knows who Sonny Johnson is. She's a favorite, a sister of mine, a little sister of mine, uh, nonetheless, with a very big sisterly-like voice. Um, I'm sure the world of conservatism and liberal media knows who uh, Sonny is, and uh, everybody knows how she brings it. And people know that she embraces hip-hop. <clears throat> and uh, I'm sure, you know, a lot of you guys who listen to the show only listen to the show because of what I used to do before. You know, hip-hop was the music, the rap thing, the bone thugs and harmony, the G-Unit, all of that stuff, running with those crowds. And, uh, you know, you're B.I.G. in my book. I really appreciate you guys for holding me down, following me in this new path and this new thing that I choose to do, this new fight that I choose to take on. But, um uh, Coming from the hip-hop aspect of things, I'm sure everybody knows that hip-hop is a different type of genre of music. And hip-hop speaks from within. Sometimes it's grimy. Sometimes it's grungy. You know, sometimes it's, it's political. At times it can be gangster. It can be it's trap music. I mean, hip-hop can be schoolboy. It can be pretty boy. It can be skateboarder. I mean, there's so many different things that hip-hop can be in so many different cultures that are, that are uh, within the hip-hop genre that uh, we've taken on the challenge to talk about that. And, you know, I kind of – someone even said to me today in, in, you know, in the phone call that I had with, with a great friend of mine, but, you know, I kind of represent all of those cultures because hip-hop is business also. And, you know, people know that I'm a businessman today. That's what I do. I'm a father. It's kind of like Ice Cube. I used to talk about busting my guns and all that. Then I went from busting my guns to pushing strollers and, you know, having sleepovers and coaching Little League and baseball and football. And, you know, it's evolution. So, you know, that's what we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about the struggle from within. We're going to talk about changing the game. We're going to talk a little bit about things that goes on from within hip-hop, from within the inner-city culture. And also we want to get across that, and to let all you guys know that, you know, just because the culture is different doesn't mean that they don't deserve a representative, doesn't mean that they don't deserve a voice, doesn't mean that they don't have a voice. So any, any time Dick and Harry that comes about, you know, those are always the representatives. And those leaders that we were given in the inner city, and I'm talking about black people right now, those leaders that we were given don't speak for all of us anymore. Once upon a time, God bless their souls. You know, they didn't speak for us. They spoke for the inner city. They spoke for the struggle. But things have changed, and we're going to talk about changing the game tonight. So, uh, you know, I invited a few friends of mine and the Change the Game crew. My sister, Sonny Johnson, is coming on the show here in a little bit later. Uh, also, Kevin having my girl Tracy come on. Tracy L. Connors, check out on Twitter, at symbol Tracy L. Connors, O-R-S, folks, if you don't know how to spell. Anyway, you got to be listening to the wrong show if you don't know how to spell, too, by the way. Anyway, we're going to bring them on, and we're going to talk about changing the game. Those are my sisters. We are the Changing the Game crew. Website coming. whole lot of new things are coming. You know, we're, we're, man, we're making marks. But I'm going to talk about that when I get back. 
You're welcome with the KRP Radio Show, baby, 619-638-8559. Hold your thoughts just a second. Commercial may come in a little bit late. We can't help it. It is what it is. Check us out on iTunes, KRPRadioShow.com. Also, is the website. Uh, you can also check us out on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show, at symbol NC Pudgy. That's me. And also check us out on Facebook, man. It's Facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. You know, we're doing big things, man. We're all over the place. If you can't find us any other way, just Google me, baby. Google. Everybody knows what Google is today. That's, it seems like that's all we do. Anyway, we'll be right back right after these messages, folks. You're rocking with your boy, Pudgy. Yeah, we'll be right back. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? Wee! Wee, wee, wee! 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 Thanks, Mrs. A. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sanctuary is an online indie department store born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independence means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.becheri.com Sheree. She's American. She can be Russian. This woman is so cool. She can smoke indoors. Welcome to the show, Tracy Connors. Baby, Tracy, what's up? Hey, Pudgy. How you doing? Doing good. And uh, I'm sorry I couldn't introduce you. I tried to bring shebang. I introduced people and bring them in. Unfortunately, I didn't have a Bible in front of me. But oh, you're so cool that you can smoke indoors. And even uh, the beer guy can't do that. I forget his name. Your guy. The guy that was at the event? The most interesting man. That's his name. Yeah, the most interesting man. The Dostakis guy. Yeah, that's oh, him. the Dostakis dude. Yeah, yeah no, he can't. He can't. Smoke indoors and you can. But you're cooler than him. That's why. Well, thank you. So, Tracy, let me, uh, before we're on here and before we get into 
Uh, let the people know, because this is your first time on the show. She's but please let the people know who you are and what you do. Okay. Well, my name is Tracy Connors. As you threw out my handle before, it's at Tracy L. Connors. No E's anywhere in there on Twitter. I live outside of Philly. I spent seven years working television film production and gave that up in 2012 to come over and fight the conservative, conservatarian battle and bring a little culture to the mix. Tracy, are you still with us? Tracy was sitting us up from Skype. We're also on Skype, and sometimes it is what it is, sometimes it's that, but we're going to go through those problems. Sonny, what's up? What's up, P? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I can't complain. You know me ain't got to complain in me. Oh, it's okay. So I'm assuming you got Dad Air over there. So should I just keep on going? By the next time you come back on, you need to let a let sister know. So I'm going to go ahead and fill a Dad yeah. Air time and tell P get on to fix you know, get everything right. Just holler back when you back, bro. And, um, yeah, so, so I guess I could tell, tell all KIRP listeners about, um, an experience we had last weekend. And, um, you probably saw some of the details that P posted up, um, on his page from the beautiful, um, beach we went to in L.A., and um, for the David Horowitz Resort, L.A. Resort, um, and conference weekend, and um, we introduced a new project there. And we had a very dynamic panel, which included, which included the host, KRP, Radio Pudgy, um, and our other brother, Kevin Daniels. Um, this little, you know, no-name girl was also on the panel, and it was hosted by this awesome chick named Tracy Connors. <laughs> So it was it was it was a very very interesting panel, and what it is is we come up a lot against a lot of people, and um, I always have people you know kind of laugh at me because while they're quoting Ronald Reagan, I'll be quoting Jay Z, and it, it's it's very funny. It's like it's not that I don't know Reagan or I don't know some of the um, conservative leaders. But is that I do know that some of our cultural leaders are, are pushing the exact same message that some of our um, that some of our other leaders are pushing. Um, our cultural leaders are and our hip hop leaders are pushing the same me- uh, message that the conservative leaders are pushing. 
And I just want to be the one to bring that connection forth. And that's what the panel is about. Not only do we have to bring uh, an awakening to the black community about what conservative principles are, and we have to put some of the blame on ourselves for maybe not articulating them as properly as we could have, and that's our responsibility to fix. But it's also to enlighten and open up and show the rest of America that hip-hop isn't just what you get on the radio. It, it, it isn't just the popping and the twerking and, and things like that. A lot of the times, um, if you listen to a hip-hop artist, the songs that they have on the radio are in no way indicative to what is on their CD. Their CD is filled with a lot of positive, constructive um, messages that can be used to help influence our next generation about how to respond, how to um, have personal responsibility, how to work to get out of the situation they're in, no matter the situation they're in. And those songs don't get radio time. Those songs don't get airplay. The people who control the radio stations only put on the songs that, you know, that, you know, I'll say what Kanye said. That's why when he put out Jesus Walks, that's what it was about. It was sex, drugs, lies, and videotapes, but if I talk about God, my record won't get played. It was hip-hop is even acknowledging that the principles that they hold dear, the the affection they have towards um, faith. The the family, uh, economic purpose of being financially independent, all of those things are already in hip hop. But hip hop also knows about those things won't bring you popularity in the people that run the stations. We want to also be an outlet that explains how conservative hip hop is, and maybe be an outlet to start getting some of the more conservative message messages to be highlighted as opposed over sexualized and violence um that the uh, progressive radio likes to play and demonstrate All right, Tracy, are you in? Sunny. Yeah. Tracy's here. I'm here. Sorry about technical difficulties. For people make this happen, trying to trying to work through these problems. I got people working on it now. Tracy, are you with us? I am. Are you in a vortex of some sort? <laughs> it sounds like he got dragged into I that black hole. I am in a black hole. There's some crazy weather going on here. So I guess our wireless connection going pal. Well, okay, so you know how I feel about getting on and running my mouth. So. <laughs> so I think it's up to you and me then, because he's detained. Well, let's get some. Let's let's just go, let's talk about changing the game. How did the game come about? With Tracy. You- All right, well, let's say I met about two years ago. I went to uh, a convention up in Providence, Rhode Island, and I'm walking out of my room, and, like, across the long hallway, this girl just, you know, this girl just starts yelling and cussing at me. Oh, 
King Don and Sonny Johnson. And I'm like, okay, do I know you? <laughs> and she's like, no, we're going we're gonna to be best fucking friends. And I was like, okay. And little, little, you know, two years later, here we are working together um, at um, on a new project with the David Horowitz Freedom Center. Um, and it's entitled Changing the Game. And so it's, it's going to be exciting the way we're going to mix things up and change things up and also be an alternative voice on the conservative side of the line. But how it came to be was I started working at the Freedom Center almost a year ago. And I sat down with David, and we were having discussion because when he was a leftist, he worked closely with the Black Panther Party in Oakland to open a school. Wow to help the neighborhood kids. And that's why he got involved. He wanted to help the kids. He thought that education was a key to that. And so he got sucked into that whole world through trying to do something good. And then when he saw what was actually happening, you know, he got disheartened with the whole thing. And now when he's come over to the right, he still wants to help inner city communities and he cares about education and all that stuff. And I said, have you know, but he doesn't like the the typical intellectual black conservatives because they just sound just like the white <laughs> conservatives. There's no difference. And it's not real. It doesn't, these people don't, I, I don't believe that they have ever suffered, that they escaped from the inner city trap that you guys talk about. They went to the same boarding schools, private schools, all that stuff. There's no flavor to it. So I showed David Sonny's um, Liberalville spoken word and the, within the first yeah. 30 seconds he was like you got to bring that girl she's got to do a panel at the event they had in november and so we took we went sunny showed up for the panel and people couldn't stop talking about it and that's when he decided that she needed to have her own project at the freedom center i don't know what she's talking about all i did <laughs> was went up there so and talked to <laughs> No, you just got up and you were you, and people haven't heard that. Yeah, it was an awesome, it was a real awesome experience. And what you really got, what I really got to see is I was getting to the point where I thought most people on the right don't really want to solve the problem either. They like the back and forth, you know, that this dynamic of fighting and politics has created. And... That's why I hadn't joined any group or really became a part of any organization because I didn't see people who wanted to actually focus on solving the problems. And that's the difference with what um, we have going on with that with the Hall, with David Horowitz Center, is that now we actually can take on the problems and we can shape the campaign so we don't find ourselves um, getting stuck in stupid little, you know, bit, um, spats and such like um, some of the people who do outreach on the right are currently getting stuck in. Well, it's also that David has an appreciation for hip-hop. Most definitely. If you haven't, you can check out David sits on the board of the Rap Genius website, which takes the rap lyrics and breaks them down for people who may not understand what they are. So it's, it's an ingenious concept. And it also lets you, as a hip-hop lover, to be able to comment on things that are going on um, or on particulars and songs and what they mean to you. So it's an awesome format um, on rapgenius.com. 
and we're and, and that's the whole thing now is that for the first time you're actually seeing people talk about this subject and it's not being led by Bill O'Reilly. You know, you are actually seeing other conservatives come out and and be like, Why why can't we do this? Why can't it work? So it, it you're starting to see a difference in just the tone of it all. Especially when you have people on the right who are very, you know, well known, the Monica Crowleys, the uh, Greg Gutfels, the Eric Bolins, who are who are who love hip hop and who are hip hop fans. So we have allies, we have people that are already on the right and it's just gonna take us to bring about um changing the game, I guess you would say. Yeah, coming from my perspective where I come from the film world and I listen to conservatives constantly complain that our point of view is never represented in film and we need to do something about that. It's irritating to me that they're totally disregarding your point, which is that our values are being represented in the hip hop community and they don't even care want to care to listen to you. They're bitching about exactly. movies, and it's, but and they it's, don't realize it's, 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 it's simplicity it's the simplicity of the way the right, the way the right attacks the progressive media. Um, the same complaints they have towards the progressive media is that they pick the stories that they want to tell. They they pick who they want to hit. They pick who they want to highlight. They pick who they want to support and who they want to destroy. Well, it is the exact same way in in the progressive music world. What you're getting from these outlets is the music that they want you to hear. It is the the artist that they want you to hear. So you are not getting a wide range of what is out there. The same way that the progressive media uh, um, controls the news, you have progressive music heads controlling what songs are played and what songs go into heavy rotation on the radio. So it's that same basic concept. So when you're judging black radios per se, you're not given the benefit of the doubt that these are the songs that are picked by progressives to be highlighted. They are not indicative of the hip-hop culture as a whole. They are, in slice and purpose, what progressives want America to see from black America and the hip-hop culture. And progressives have always stood in the way of letting that culture even get out there. Watching that documentary, reading that book, The Tanning of America, totally tells the whole story that MTV didn't want to play their music. They didn't want to play hip-hop. They didn't want to play rap. It took a really long time. They had to boycott the first um, Grammy Awards. They all decided not to go because they weren't going to televise the award for best rap song. And that was in And 19- the same thing happened as to why like, people like me stopped watching the award shows. Like I said, that one time when Black Eyed Peas won Best Hip Hop and Jay-Z was in the category. I'm like, that should never happen. And the day that happens, it completely tells me that these people have no idea what what hip hop is and what hip hop means. And so we have to, the same way we hold um, the media and accountable for not giving the complete story, we also have to hold the music heads accountable for not giving the complete story of what's happening in hip hop. Okay. Son, did he just leave us to our own devices? Well, then let's have fun until he comes back. He'll make his <laughs> presence known when it's time. Okay. Well, then let's let's do what. Um, one of the things it, it's so funny because 
instead of we keep getting caught in the same arguments and the same conversations with people. So one of the things that is really important that we're going to be doing in this whole movement and this push forward is to be able to change the conversation and not keep on getting stuck in the same conversations that that we used to. And usually, most of the time, we get caught into this progressive conversation that, like, it's this race war. It's black and white. Now, most KRRP radio listeners know that I don't believe we have this black and white war coming. I believe what we're in is a green war, and it's not green energy. It's economic green, financial dependency. That is the war that faces this generation, not the black and white of the civil rights leaders. As Pudgy said, God bless their hearts for all their fights and struggle. But now it's time for them to get the hell out of the way so a new generation can come in and rule things. But let's say for just one moment that – I capitulate, and I realize that as a black conservative, I have been completely wrong. And all this time, the black and war, the black and white war that's raging in America needs to be the most important war that any of us face. Say I give that in, and for the benefit of a doubt, I say that. Progressives are right that the black and war, black and white war matters, and that's we're on the brink of 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 that said war. But I would, of course, ask silly little questions like, if if it's a black and white war, and that's really the purpose, then why are people like Bill Clinton accepted, but Clarence Thomas is shunned? Why is Condoleezza Rice a sellout, but Harry Reid commands your respect? Why Denzel Washington, who is a Republican, should be quiet about his politics, but a loud mouth like Roseanne Barr should be given a microphone? Those are the normal questions as conservatives we want to ask, because we want to show that the left is are, are hypocrites. Instead of just coming into the fight realizing that, yes, they are hypocrites. Damn. What was that? <laughs> I'm like going off and then I just hear Okay <laughs> Okay, I guess that's peace and he loves us. <laughs> um <laughs> These are the conversations we choose to have on the right to show the um the hypocrisy to the left. But the question I ask is what is the point of having these conversations? Because we always know where these conversations end. So I wanted to have a little fun, and Tracy's going to be our token white girl for the night. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you know I love you, baby. Um, Tracy's going to be our, our token for the night. I can't even say that with a straight face. I'm sorry. Tracy's going to be <laughs> oh, my sister. Tracy's going to be my sister and help me with this. All right, so now we're in the scenario. I have capitulated, and I have laid down my dirty conservative thoughts, and I have come over to the side that the race is the most important issue, and we can't go forward and talk about any other issue until we tackle this issue of race. So when I'm thinking a war is coming, one thing pops into my mind. You get your mind right, you get your money right before you're ready for war. Right? 
white, if this black and white war is coming, we need to make sure our mind is right. We need to make sure our money is right, and we need to make sure that we're ready for war. So our first inclination as conservatives is to ask a couple of questions. So let's ask some questions first. Let's make sure we got all the information, make sure we got our mind right, our money right, and we're actually ready for this war. So first question would be, who are our leaders? Obama, Joe Biden, Harry Reid, and Nancy Pelosi. Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Harry Reid, and Nancy Pelosi. Do you find it rather odd that only one half of one-fourth of the leadership has any color? So if this is a black and white war, why are the head of your black war leaders not black? But, but, but I digress. That, those are our leaders. Okay, so who is our enemy? The GOP, the Tea Party, and the Koch brothers. And why are they our enemies? Because they're rich and we're poor. Well, how did they get rich? Capitalism. Well, can't we get rich off of capitalism too? No. Capitalism's a racist philosophy where the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. So how do we stop capitalism? To destroy the entire system. And all of this is in the name of your race war. Yeah, blacks will benefit when there's a fairer political system. A fair political system set up by your leadership, including one half of one-fourth with any color. Okay, when the system is destroyed, what happens to the people who are dependent on the system? We have to get there first before we find out how it's all going to work. It's like Nancy said, you have to pass the bill before you find out what's in it. So I have to put my entire life on the line for what might happen? Yeah. Okay, well, have you set up a supply for a chain of energy, food, water, basic necessities of life during this transition period? Um, no. Okay, do you, do you have guns and ammo for your protection? Don't be ridiculous. Guns kill people. And we live in gun-free zones, and we won't need guns. <laughs> so <laughs> to get this straight, the entire system is going to crash, and you have no way to defend yourself. Are you just going to ignore the fact that I told you it's going to be a gun-free zone? AP, <laughs> hey, don't we know how this movie is? No, I'm trying to leave y'all alone. Go ahead.
the last 50, 60 years, and they rewritten history per, to stop us from learning their tactics and how they're controlling us. So we have to stop things like Common Core and this track to try to dumb down our students. We have to advocate for school choice, which will give parents the ability to control the dollars that go into their school system, thereby picking the best school for their children, not for what's better for the unions. And then encouraging trade schools. Not everybody is fit for a liberal education. Some people are just better with their hands than they are with book learning, and that is okay. Not only is it okay, it is a necessity. Most of these kids can go to trade schools and graduate at 18 with a trade that will take them out, the, that will, um, will hold them in financial independence for the rest of their lifetime. It is one of the biggest things that Booker T. Washington advocated for, that every man and every woman has some form of trade to get themselves through while they were transitioning into the next phase of their life, and we have forgotten that, that we need to bring back trade. We do things like this, we start to get our minds right because we stop philosophizing, um, philosophizing, mm, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have a Cartman moment here. But we stop focusing on the that we can't fix and immediately start think, fixing the things that we can, the number one thing being our mind and the way that we think. The second thing is that we have to get our money right. If one thing we've learned from, um, from hip-hop is that capitalism is freaking awesome, it is not a racist philosophy. Progressives want everyone to believe that capitalism is, is a racist philosophy because they don't want the upward mobility that is caused by capitalism. They want a generation of workers. They want a generation of workers so when they start to push things like minimum wage, people get happy because now they can get more money at their minimum wage jobs. We have to be a generation of entrepreneurs. With black unemployment double that of the national average, we have to be the ones that create the jobs, not the people that are seeking the jobs, which means we also have to understand the burden of heavy taxation and overregulation as well as the crony capitalism that exists in our neighborhoods. Look at all the black Democrats from across this country that got arrested this week for improperly taking funds, amongst other things, from our communities. Look at what they are doing. We have to make sure that we have open access to getting our money right. So then we have our mind right. We have our money right. We need to be ready for war. And that means understanding why the Second Amendment is in our Constitution. The Second Amendment says that you have the right to bear arms. You have the right to own a weapon. But not only is it a right, it is a responsibility because you are the first line of defense for yourself, for your family, and for your home. That is your responsibility to take care of it. The first gun laws were put in place by progressives to protect blacks in the South from protecting themselves against the KKK. So when the KKK came through, they wanted to make sure the blacks were not armed. So when the gangs come through today, how are we not armed? We've done this before. We know how this movie ends. 
And the last thing we need to do is we need to bring up leadership from our own communities. We need to stop accepting the people that on the national level that they have given us and think that these are the people we have to accept as our leadership. We don't. We have to go into these cities and we have to find the people who know the problems in the cities and then set them up for success of taking those cities over. Because that's one message I have for hip-hop. You talk about running your block. You don't own nothing on your block. And until that changes, you don't run anything on your block. So now it's time for people to come up into new positions of leadership. You couple all of these, you come to me and you say, we got our mind right. We got our money right. We're ready for war. I will fight with you. But I have a sneaky suspicion that when we get our mind right, when we get our money right, when we can defend ourselves if necessary, defense won't be the number one subject on our minds. We'll be worrying about opening our new business. We'll be worrying about making sure our kids come in at the top of the, uh, of the school. We won't be worrying about burying our kids. Instead, we'll be waiting to see them graduate. And I bet you at that moment, that less calls for war in our community and that progressives will have a lot less power over our community. And just maybe those who think that the progressive way is the correct way now will realize later that it's really not. Okay, you got to say something. I have to take a minute. <laughs> I was just There's nothing left to say, Sonny. Okay, well, thank you. I just needed one second to get something to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you blew it up, Sonny. It's not left to say all the down. You blew it up. Well, that's what we want to do. So many times you have this really this focus on making, proving that we're right. And that not, that's not, not necessarily the methodology we have to take. One of the strong things that Frederick Douglass said and in times like this, what what is um what we don't need um convincing argument. We need scorching irony, and that's the point of how we can change the conversation. That we don't have to be so confrontational, as opposed to sometimes just letting people talk out their own thought process, and then maybe asking them some questions of why that might why that might not make sense. And especially if you could do it and attach it to their culture, it'll be a lot easier for people to accept that it's not you thinking like me. These are things you already know to be true. And and that way we can start building more friends than than building confrontation and building enemies. Y'all know if y'all get silent, I only keep... I don't. Th- I think he's trying to talk, but you just can't hear him. Oh, I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I'm so low. I can't. I can't really tell you guys what's actually happening. But can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. You're coming out. All right, great. Anyway, let let me ask you guys this: Do you think changing the game is possible in our lifetimes? Do you think we'll see some of the changes that that will be made? We're going to take on. You know me. You know me. I, I expect a miracle every day. 
So, and my, I say yes. I say yes. It's just, it's, it's one of the things that we have now that we didn't have before was the access to information and the ability to reach out to almost everybody through the power of the Internet. You know, you can just think about the of what happened, the revolutions that happened in Egypt, that happened in Libya, that started in Iran, but our president didn't show up, that started in Syria, but our president didn't show up. You know, the reason that these groups were able to organize and get together, and they did it in a fast, fast, you know, way, a very quick way, was because of the power of the Internet. And we hold that same power now, but... What it takes is the, is the change up and how the information is presented. And I think that you have a generation now who, who looks and says, Obamacare doesn't change my life. It doesn't fix anything that was wrong. And, like, you have the people who were once um, thinking that Obama was going to come in and everything was going to change and their whole world was going to be different and everything was going to be better. And they're hitting that realization that it's not. And then you have people like Rand Paul who are coming up with complete platforms of nothing but freedom. And he's he's giving those platforms at places that people don't expect um, normally for a Republican to go. So I just think that, that we're in the mix of this. We were born for this moment. And the only thing that can really stop us is if we don't take full advantage of it and give our hearts to it. And building wow. off of what Sonny said, I feel like people like us, we're sitting here and we see that there's a fire coming, right? And we keep shouting mm-hmm. that. And now everybody with stuff like Obamacare is going to affect everybody's lives. And then you have all this other mm-hmm. nitpicky progressive crap like banning bags, they're coming after my e-cigarettes. All these stupid little things are going to start affecting people. So they're going to start coughing on, they're choking on the smoke of the fire that we're warning them about. And they're going to start listening to us because they're like, hey, these guys have told us this stuff is coming. And now it's starting to affect us. Maybe we should listen to what the hell they have to say because they're right. And, and And that's it. Before... Before we had no one to. Before we had no one to say, that's the person that we agree with. That's the person that sounds like us, that looks like us, that thinks like us, that's been through the things that we've been through and understands us. And now it just gives us that opportunity. All the other black conservatives are going to still exist. They're going to still be there from time to time. They're going to say stuff that we don't like and we wouldn't say and we wouldn't do. But the beauty is that we stand for the First Amendment. We stand for free speech. So... Okay, you know, it is okay. Everyone is bringing in a different voice. Yeah, you're you're gone again, babe. <laughs> Okay, I don't know what the hell is going on. Sonny, take over the show. Tracy, follow the lead. 
Folks, my apologies. What you got to do, baby? You got 15 minutes to rock. Isn't this fun? You yeah. know me. I don't know what to talk about. How about we talk about Raffi Williams? <laughs> How about we talk about Raffi Williams? Now, what about Raffi Williams? Let, let me be perfectly clear for people who don't know who Raffi Williams is. Raffi Williams is Juan Williams' son. Juan Williams is a contributor to Fox News. Remember, he was the one that was fired off of NPR because he said that when he gets on the plane and he sees a Muslim, he gets nervous. And so they fired him from NPR. Yeah. His son, Rafi, works at the, uh, does the minority outreach for the RNC. Now, mind you, Rafi's been there for about a year and a year and a half. Nobody asks Rafi, how's it going? You had any success? How are are you you doing, Rafi? Yeah, are you sitting on Twitter all day? Yeah, Ralphie, are you picking fights with people? Well, anyway, the Ebony Ebony producer, I agree even say her name because she she is really not, I don't understand why she's a part of the story. But she goes on, which is her natural First Amendment right, goes on Twitter and makes a statement about Alan West. No, she was going after the new, what's their new project? Not Alan West. Ben Carson about his new site that's coming up for black conservatives. So she she throws a little pissy fit about it. And Rafi jumps on on her link, on her feed, and he starts, I don't care what you say, you jumped in to have a conversation with her. She immediately turns around and cuts Rafi out. Now Rafi is all over the news. Shut no, no, no. You forgot. You forgot an important point. She told. She said to him, "I'm not going to listen to a white boy about this." That's what set this whole thing off. Yeah. Well, Ralphie is not white. He's black. And his name's not Ralphie. It's Raffy. I said Raffy. You keep calling him Ralphie. I keep thinking of the Christmas story and the little kid in the bunny outfit. Well, don't he feel like don't he feel like he shot himself in the eye? It would be appropriate. Yeah. It would be it would be highly appropriate because he goes on the news, and this is the point that that makes me laugh is that he goes on the news and he says, "I'm totally shocked that the left would attack me." I'm just saying, RNC, this might be your problem. If the fact that the left doesn't like you because you're on the right, if that shocks you, then maybe that's the reason you can't get outreach done properly. Maybe you need to basically understand your enemy and understand that your enemy doesn't like you before you start any form of outreach. Maybe that's why it's been unsuccessful. But no, Rafi goes on, and it's not fair. They pick on me, and 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 they call me names because I'm a conservative, and they don't want to listen to my point of view. And which at this point, I no longer want to listen to Rafi. Now, as a conservative, as a staunch, outspoken. Activist conservative, if you can't get me to want to listen to you, then we have a problem. It's the reason your enemies really don't like you. Because even the people that's on your side are not liking the moves you are making. I'll put it that way. Let's top it off with an appearance on 
Fox and Friends Saturday morning where he brings his daddy along with him. Now, mind you, before Juan suffered the wrath of the left when he made his his comment about the Muslims, he was one on the right, on the left, who was calling anyone who stood out for limited government, anyone who stood out, we can um, recall the things he said about Tea Party members and the things that he said about conservatives. Now his dad is on there defending him and saying that there should be more civil dialogue and conversation. When his dad was part of the problem. Now you take all of this, wrap it up in a bow, and GOP, you have a reason why your outreach sucks and the people you have in control of your outreach sucks. And if you don't know who your enemy is and the tactics of your enemy, then there is no way that you can win. Did I do it again? Yeah, you shut everybody up. Oh, damn. I don't mean to do that. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to do that. See, look, Tracy, and everybody on KRP know, um, um, P always does that. P's like, you're more than welcome. Come on the show anytime. And every single time I come on, I end up doing this. And so once again, KRP Radio, I apologize. I love y'all, though. I really do. We have to take a pause for a minute to think about what you said. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I know. It's a good thing to make people think. I love this. And when I hope Pete get all his technical difficulties worked out. But that's just this this being one of our outlets to be able to come on and do things like this, and um, my brother always giving a giving the platform and the opportunity when I need to come on and just rant and, and get stuff off my mind. I absolutely love it. So I appreciate KRP Radio. You're B I G in my book, baby. Look, people like that. Yeah, I'll use that as a bumper. No, he that is his bumper. I just stole it from him. <laughs> well, now he's got you saying it, which makes it even better. Uh, yeah, no, then I have to do the KRP radio scream, and I don't think I could do that. I'll leave that one for him. Okay, so I guess P left us. Um, How many minutes are left? I don't know. If it only goes to nine, we got four. Okay, well then... Let's see. Tracy, let me ask you a question so we can have some fun with you while you get while we got you and your brilliance on. Okay. One of the main things that I hear a lot of the times is that people don't understand hip hop. Uh, I, I, I just say people, but you know what I mean. Tell me, like, one of the things that puzzle you the most about hip hop culture. What puzzles me? Oh, you know what I mean. A question you might ask, something you might not completely grasp or understand. That that means that you're inferring that I don't understand the culture. Not all of it is one. It's okay. It's like I understand country music, right? But mm-hmm. 
I don't understand in some aspects the um. I Look, I'm about to walk myself into trouble. I'm gonna. I'm gonna no, I back guess off that. Well, I, I guess the say. thing that I don't understand is why there's not more pushback from them against the radio that won't play them and MTV and I guess MTV doesn't even play videos anymore, but I don't know if you saw it, but John Singleton came out this week and smacked Hollywood pretty hard for not letting movies directed by blacks and written by blacks make their way to the screen. Unless they're about slavery or the black man is gay or he wears a dress. Right. Yeah. So he's, that's the scorching irony that you're talking about. Yeah, and that's and that's completely that that is completely the truth. We complain about those things like that. That you know that we're not represented in movies. We're not represented on TV. And it comes to the eventuality at some point you have to realize that the same people who are misrepresenting Black America and Black culture are the same people that you're voting for or voting with. In a lot of cases. So a lot of the policies that they push are only pushing you towards the same standards that they set in their own industry. They're not letting black movies in, and unless you're the right kind of black, you're not getting into their inner circle as well. So that could be something that's added to the mind right and the money right aspect of it, is that the way that the structure is set up and set into place, the only people who will be protected are the people that are connected. And as blacks, we really need to look at, do you have any of these connections to any of these people that will help you and benefit you in the future? You know, and a lot of us don't have those connections. So the people that we're listening to that do have those connections, they're going to be okay. You're not. And I think that we can see that with a lot of the spending that they did to get all their friends and and the cell phone industry and the green energy industry and all these different energies, their friends got paid. And And black unemployment is still high. Black poverty is rising. Things aren't changing in our in our neck of the woods, but a lot of the president's friends are experiencing a lot of growth. And the reason that a lot of hip-hop, but let me tell you the reason that I think that a lot of hip-hop artists don't speak up to this. On the, on the left, they can be accepted for exactly who they are. Like oh, um, Jay-Z did an Obama fundraiser, and he did niggas in Paris during the fundraiser. So they have this ability to be exactly who they are and being who they are be put into, um, I guess, enormous um, positions of power by attaching their name to the first black president. So they get access to uh, the political spectrum that, that usually keeps them out. And I guess that to, to some of them it's worth their tax dollars to get that access. But – when people on the right don't take these multimillionaires seriously, what do you expect them to do? If you can't honor them as self-made men as you would honor any other self-made man in America, why should they hold your concepts, your policy, your ideology, any of that into respect? And I think that that's one of the things that the left does is, is they just allow people to they be. And and that's what we need to do on the right. We just need to allow people to be. Well, I guess we hit nine. So, P. 
He makes you give a shout out before you leave the show, Tracy. He makes you do a shout out, so you have to give a shout out. Just to anybody? Yeah, whoever you want to give a shout out to. You have to shout somebody out, though. You can't leave without it. Oh. Well, I wish I had known this in advance. I would have prepared. No, that's no fun. Who you want to shout out? Oh, we got a shout out to David Horowitz. There you go. I like David. And if you check on P's Facebook page, there's an awesome picture of David throwing up deuces. <laughs> so I would suggest you go check that out because that's pretty awesome. Okay, and I guess I'll give a shout-out. I know Kevin Daniels is listening, bro, so we love you, and I throw a wave back to you. KRP Pudgy, thank you always. Hopefully... I did not disappoint you in taking over your show because of the technical difficulties. I love you, and I love the platform always. And Changing the Game is coming out real soon. We're going to be doing big things. If you, I know you KRP, so you watch it all the time. You listen all the time, so you know what we're capable of. And now we're going to be bringing that to a large scale, so I hope you get ready for it. We will be back next week with more spectacular guests and conservative commentary coming from the man himself. And as always, thank you for listening to KRP Radio Show. You are B-I-G in our book. Good night.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.